didn't kick us out. Okay, wait, but all right, now you practice talking for a second. I'm going to talk to make sure that it's working. It looks there like it is. Perfect. It's still, but you can hear me fine. Okay, now I'm yeah. seeing the. Yeah. I can, it's weird. Sometimes it's uh, like when Michaela and I do it, it's like so big. And then sometimes when other people do it, it's like really quiet, but I can, I, have, I can I change microphone and everything. So. I can change that all in post. So I can like okay. edit the audio and make it louder and normalize it and stuff. So it's okay. Yeah. Um, it is weird though. Like when Michaela and I interviewed Emily Rath, like I said, Emily's was so small and mine, like Michaela's was huge. And mine was like in the middle and it was, but we could all hear each other just fine. That's very um, interesting. But all right, let's get in. Hello, and welcome to Up the Smut Pod. I am your host, Kate. Obviously, I am almost always here. I don't know that I've ever not been here so far. Um, Obviously, in the future, when this baby pops out, Michaela will take over as main host. But for today, Michaela is still bedridden with COVID. She is delirious. She is reading A Court of Thorns and Roses. Uh, which you can tell she's delirious and losing her mind because healthy Michaela would never, she would never read A Court of Thorns and Roses. So stay tuned for that episode. But today I am bringing you a fellow monster reader, uh, Carmen, who you can follow her at Carmen Reads Romance on Instagram. I'll repeat that later. She has some of the most amazing, and I learned this word, Instagram carousels. I did not know that they were called carousels. That's like when you like flip through Instagram and like, you know, you're flipping through multiple images. It's an Instagram carousel. And she has so many amazing carousels talking about all sorts of different monster attributes, like enormous peens, multiple peens, tongues, things of that nature. So hello, Carmen. Welcome. Thank you for coming on Up the Smut Pod, bringing your expertise to the table and being willing to talk about this publicly. Well, thank you for having me, Kate. <laughs> Always fun to have a conversation about uh, monster bits. Who doesn't want to have a, a deep, really? deep dive about It's really the shit. only reason why you should decide what monster book to read is what kind of bits do you want? Seriously, why? You do not care about tropes. Don't ask me no. for Crumpy Sunshine. Don't ask me for Only One Bed. Just, I want you to tell me exactly what monstery things you want your character to have do you want them to have tentacles do you want them to have a weird tongue how many eyes do you want them to have that is important because it turns out people get very freaked out by more than two eyes (laughs) which yeah sometimes there's there's quite a few of them with it i didn't think i was going to be okay with that and i surprise surprise love it just like i love everything else (laughs) yeah i have not and i don't know i mean we can ask uh you in a second i don't know that i have met my limit yet you have not okay i didn't think you had because no i thought vor was gonna be my limit it wasn't um did you read that dinosaur the like alice hot alice wet hot allosaurus summer it has vor in it was it Mm. it's not a romance though it is erotica um, it does not end happy oh i i read a manga recently that's called it's m-a-d-k it's like short for like monster flesh high school boy i don't know um (laughs) it it is so bizarre i'm pretty sure it's gonna end up in a slightly happy it's an ongoing series but it was the most for possible that i've ever and i didn't know i was getting into it because it said because it was a wrapped one and it said he had a fetish and his fetish was a vor fetish so i'm sorry can you explain vor to the people who we, we have mentioned it on a former episode but yep. can you explain for anybody who's just popping in and doesn't know what that fetish yeah. is? So 
a long time ago, not long, maybe a year or so ago, there was a monster bingo of all the different kinds of monster things. And that I also didn't know what Vor was until I saw it on a bingo going, what is this? But Vor, unlike like vampirism where you like want like the blood of somebody, Vor is eating like the flesh and it has to do with like eroticism around it. So you're not just like when, if you read a monster who eats flesh and it's like sexual in some nature, but also like pleasurable to do it, um, in the story, it's not just like he's a monster who's just eating humans because that's his food. It's like there's a sexual nature to mm. it. Um, and I was like, there's no, like, how would you possibly read a story like that? And it would be okay. Um, and I don't, like, I'm not saying that I would necessarily, like, look for them in the future because I do think it's a, it's really hard to handle um, in the storyline to make it make sense. But a lot of times what they'll do is, like, a monster has enjoyed Vor as a pastime and then they meet the person who they choose not to mm. eat compared is that um have you read a soul to keep by yeah. Orville rain is that yeah. like i know that he has previously so that would be one of those ones where people. i would say like he normally has like a passion and gets overwhelmed and that's what he has and that's how all the other ones have died <laughs> like oh his past brides have not made it because he gets overwhelmed and ends up eating them so i think that that monster is capable of vor but um, isn't necessarily part of the plot line with the two main characters. Yeah. Whereas like the potato shifter kind of vor, like that's technically vor mm. when he wants you to eat him as a that's potato. That's true. I kind of forgot because yeah, he's not in human form when no. he is eaten. And that is the it's book not- All He Wants for Christmas is a Fingerling by J.P. Sale for those who are wondering. Um, but yeah, part of it is that Frenchie, the main <laughs> potato character, uh, he can shift into a potato. He's not always a potato. Yeah. But he... To seal their like matehood, he has to like be, he has the, the he, whatever human shifter hero has to eat a bite of him in yeah. some way. And so he makes them into French fries, obviously. Although I looked up the size of a fingerling because he's a fingerling potato. It's so tiny. I'm like, how did he chop off like a third of this and fry it up into potato, like French fries? And have this, anything of substance to eat. Like This is one of those ones where I was like, okay, I was allowed to suspend belief for everything else. And now I'm getting hung up on the size of a fingerling. But it yeah. was, I was like, why isn't it like a larger potato? Like, why would you just cut a portion of something that's like two brother, inches big? I think his brother is a russet potato because his brother's yes. name is Russ, right? But he's named Frenchie. Like, weren't they all the same size of potato? I know his name was Russ, but I don't know. yeah, I don't, I get so confused. Yeah. But yes, that yeah. would technically be Vor. Here we went right from a conversation about Vor to a conversation about potato shifters. Well, that's kind of what seamless you get when you're people. with um, with monsters, right? Yeah. And it's always <laughs> seamless. I can connect so many things. And Carmen and I were talking about, like, yeah, we just we haven't met our limits yet. No. There are things that I don't necessarily like. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, just like you don't necessarily like certain tropes. Yeah. But there's nothing I've read that I'm like, and done. Never again. Yep. I'm always like, well, I didn't like it, but you know, with the right author. That's it, right? Like, be like, well, I don't think I would look for, like, for Vor, it's not something that would be the top of my list to continue to find, like, oh, I need more. Because there are certain ones where I'm like, I liked that, mm-hmm. um, and I'll find more. But there hasn't anything there I'm like, yeah, I'm done and, like, DNF a book or, mm-hmm. like, go off and say, like, I can't believe they... Because I feel like once you enter into the monster realm, you're willing to just, like, suspend disbelief mm-hmm. and just like lean into as 
the more bonkers, the better for me, as far as I'm concerned. Like, but again, like we were talking about with the potatoes, it is so weird the things that then take you out of it. Yes. Like you're suspending so much of your like rules about society and the existence of monsters, and unless you genuinely believe they exist, but I'm not judging. Uh, you're suspending so much of your disbelief and then all of a sudden something like you're like the size of a potato will like take you completely out of it. And you're like, what? It is very funny how like that will happen because there's there's been other ones where I'm like, I don't care how ridiculous the plot line gets, but then they'll make a comment about something or they'll use a word and it doesn't match everything else. And I'm like, but I don't understand if you're going to set it up to be within this, like why, why did we get out of like, why are we just like, that just seems like it would be normal to continue in this this vein. And that's all I can think of. I'm like, and why am I getting so upset about a word choice when everything else is ridiculous? Like, I'm okay with the fact that this man can give birth to babies or um, he has two penises or like any of those. Kind of, those are all totally fine. But like, heaven forbid, he uses the wrong grammar. I don't know. It's ridiculous. No, that reminds me of, a, I know there are some people who don't like for instance, that Ruby Dixon has, like, all of her characters, the humans have, like, translators in their ears, and, like, so do the monsters, usually, and it's translating everything, and so you kind of forget as you're reading that, like, technically they're speaking different languages, but it's translating whatever, but they, instead of saying the word fuck, they say the word calf, which is just feck, fuck, basically backwards. Um, but I know some people, I kind of like it, because the, the, that word reminds me that it is an alien romance. If I ever kind of like start to forget, mm-hmm. it reminds me. But I know a lot of people are like, it doesn't make sense that the humans would be hearing the word calf when it is clear from context that it is the same as the word fuck. And sometimes they like, you know, like they're saying like calf me or this is so caffeine good. Like you can, it's the word fuck. So I've seen people on like uh, Reddit get really up in arms about like, oh, this, like I just can't read it because this one word takes me out of it and for me it's so funny because like I said it brings me more into it yep I don't know I think that that's an interesting thing on how like our monster readers like it it would be like even before that was like sci-fi and fantasy but like getting into these like more monster ones the things that we're willing to like lean into for like the disassociation of the real world and just like really wanting the bonkers but we still want us to follow like certain specific rules um and yeah it's and I have to remind myself I'm like why am I getting so upset that this potato would be so tiny like just lean into it like it maybe could go with any other kind of potato like maybe it's an oversized fingerling like maybe it's the same size <laughs> that is as true. a rusty potato he's a shifter fingerling they may be yeah. a totally different breed of fingerling than yeah. the kind you buy in a store I did have to google it though because I was like what is a what like once I got to that part I was like what is the size of a fingerling because I thought it was small and yeah um but anyways we'll get off the fingerling topic it's too many too many fingerlings um what well okay I'll go back to this Instagram carousel thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. obviously so you are known for making just like really well thought out creative Mm -hmm. carousels on Instagram and I wrote down a couple of them obviously because I always look at them and that is how I get new racks. And I know we've like, you know, a couple times you popped in my DMs and be like, quick, I need like a purple monster. Like, what do you got for me? Or <laughs> That's something. how we started talking was all about the purple monster. Yeah, yep. We needed the purple monster for her yep. rainbow, mo- like monster carousel. Mm-hmm. 
And so some of the ones you've done recently uh, involve monsters with amazing tongues. Yep. Um, those monsters with the dual peen mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. tentacles, and weird peens. And yes. so I'm curious, when you are making these, how many of the books have you read and how many do you source? And then how many do you then read of your own? Like when once you post that, post that, are you like, okay, no, I got to read that book I just found. And like, yeah, I need uh, to enjoy it. So when this. I first started, I got really obsessed into like when I was doing like the rainbow one, I was like, I have to read all of them or I can't put them on. So you could do like if you had like the rainbow ones like i'd be like oh and that wasn't too many i think there was like whatever how many colors are in the rainbow so six yeah so it was like it wasn't too big of a commitment i think i had read most of them before i decided to do it and then i went and did another one about like a i tried to make it like a christmas song um yeah and so i was like <laughs> i need to have like i i cannot go and tell people these books are good without reading them and so slowly i realized that that was ridiculous and I use like people I trusted. And then there was also that Facebook um, monster group that I started sourcing from there too, if I needed books. But what I will do is um, even if I have to buy the book, like if it, most of the books are KU, like Kindle Unlimited free ones that I can download so it doesn't cost me much, but I will keyword search and find references of peens to make sure that they actually have what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, cause some people get mistake, like when they give a reference, they'll go and say, oh, this book has it. And then I'm like, that wasn't what I was looking for. So I do reference them and I use a lot of them. I will pull quotes. So I'm, I might not have finished every book, but I have confirmed that they have what they say that they have before I put them on. So, and I, I probably say at this point, because I've made quite a few of them, I maybe only 50% have been. That's still a lot considering how many you have posted about yeah Uh, and I think that's fine because yeah like sometimes I I make a blog post and I source from other people Mm -hmm. and I do like you said you you know you kind of go in I look at reviews make sure it does have what Uh is being talked about because I would hate to a couple a couple times I learned early on when people would be like oh this definitely has this and I would post it and people would be like it does not have that and I'd be like especially tropes tropes are harder like the monster ones I like to find like the quotes to be able to have people seem to really enjoy reading Mm -hmm. um exactly how big (laughs) yeah they're like I want uh the measurements please yes and the crazy thing is is when I first started doing them I thought they would just be fun there just wasn't a lot out there yet um they are my highest ranking posts I will get like a hundred new followers when I post them and I could go and post like the most detailed like trope post um, about like, you know, know, friends to lovers or whatever. And I'll get like two followers and like people will like them, but like ever, there are so many people out there and they're not getting tired of them. So it's like just every single time people are like, give me more uh, monster thingalings. (laughs) It's because people are reading them, but people are kind of still afraid to talk about them. Yeah. There's, you know, we're, we're still, for fuck's sake, we're still getting over the hump of like being ashamed to read romance in yeah. general. And now you're going to go out and be like, yeah, I just read this really amazing werewolf uh, shifter romance. They have six arms and two dicks. And then you're like, S.J. Mm. Sanders. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is the book uh, read by S.J. Sanders. Um, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so it's like, you know, people, people can't get over the like, I read uh, Julia Quinn. 
I'm reading the Bridgerton series. And then, yeah, there's yeah. no way that people, so when someone else is willing to do the legwork and that someone else is willing to just put their shit out there and be like, unashamed, this is, this is what I'm recommending. These are books I've read. These are books I think you should read like that. I think just, it yes. draws people. It normalizes, normalizes women being allowed to, uh, uh, enjoy our like sexual exploration or exploring um, all these different things and being able to find fun stuff to read about and not making it shameful because it's just fun. It's, yeah, it's so much fun. That did remind me though when you were talking about like people who like sometimes say the wrong things and then you have to like double check. When I before I ever read Ice Planet Barbarians, I made a, a meme about it and I mistakenly thought their dicks vibrated because somebody I read a review that likened them to like a rabbit vibrator. And I was like, oh, like, okay. So I made the the meme and a bunch of people commented and were like, no, they don't vibrate. Like there's just a spur like a rabbit, but they don't, they don't actually vibrate. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. I was like, well, I guess I got to read Ice Planet Barbarian so this doesn't happen again. And um, 39 books later, <laughs> I'm still there. And they, yeah, they don't, here's, here was the confusing part. Like sometimes when they are so turned on, like when their quee is going, their body vibrates. So there's a couple of the girls who make comments about how the guy's body is like, like, and their bodies are vibrating so much they can like feel it down there. And so that's, that was where the mistake came from. But that it's funny because that is actually how I ended up uh, reading Ice Planet Barbarians. Oh, isn't that a wonderful meet cute with a yeah. romance novel? It's right? so sweet and wholesome. I love I it. I was an idiot. <laughs> I posted something without research and now I am obsessed with Ruby Dixon. Yeah. So memes yep. will do that to you. Uh, but let's talk about your, the favorites. Hmm. How am I going to phrase this so that it is not horribly Nation awkward. <laughs> I'm like very conscious. And I told Carmen this, I'm like my, I'm on vacation. My whole family is like in this lake house with me. I'm in the basement without a door. And I'm just like very conscious of the fact that like, my father is probably sitting upstairs listening. <laughs> um, so I'm like, how am I written now? It's too late. It's too late for me. Um, it'll just be a really fun conversation for later. Um, but when you are searching out, and obviously this probably changes, mm -hmm. well, like with, you know, whatever you're currently obsessed with at the moment, but what yeah. kind of monster romances do you tend to trend towards? What are, what, like, you know, we talked about how Vora isn't something that you seek out necessarily, but when you are like, is there, are there specific books that you tend to seek out? Are you really into tentacles, tales? I don't know, fun tongues, mm, I weird do. worlds. I feel like tentacles were one of those things that I thought I would never, ever like. And then I like fell down that hole so hard um, that it is one that I will, if somebody tells me there's tentacles, I will pick it up. I just read, what is it called? Um, like just this week, it was like a little novella. Um it's called Octopi My Heart. And... Oh my god damn it. <laughs> Why are they so good at coming up with titles? And it's only like 50 pages. So Kate, I totally recommend. It was a, it's like a cozy tentacle, but steamy for like 50 pages. Who's the uh, author of that one? Um Amanda Moosin. Hmm. I I don't know how to Well, don't fret people. If yeah. at the end of this, we will uh, make notes of all the books we are talking about and we will make sure to post them on Instagram. So if you. He's, he's a merman who has tentacles instead of a tail and a, a guy who's a Perfect. fisherman who, yeah, perfect. Finds them. Actually, that, 
I don't think someone told me the title, but I think someone else has mentioned that to me as well because that story, or I saw a post about it. That storyline sounds very, very familiar. A friend has mentioned it a few, when did I add? Oh, apparently I added it back in November to my TBR and I just picked it up. See, Um, we sometimes go back to our TBRs. We sometimes make it back there. We do. I recently decided to reorganize my want to read books in Goodreads to like page numbers because I wanted to see like what kind of ones that had short that I could just like start knocking off. That's smart, actually, because then you feel like you're accomplishing something. Yes, it felt and it also felt not as daunting because when you're scrolling through, I'm like, I don't know if I can get into this book. Like, how long is it? And then I realized there's like I had about a ton of them that were all like under 100 pages. And I'm like, why have I not finished these? Like, why are they sitting on my thing? If there's less than 100 pages, I can... So. I actually mentioned this on the podcast a couple episodes ago, maybe that like somebody actually looked at my TBR on Goodreads and was like, you should read this book that's on your, t-. like, I just saw this book's on your TBR. You should read it. It was really good. And I was like, I don't even look at my TBR. And now <laughs> other people are like, shit. And it was, uh, it was, and I've mentioned this in my stories, like 18,000 times. I'm obsessed with the series, but it was The Wolf at the Door by Charlie Adhera. Mm. And so I'm so grateful to that individual who checked out my TBR for me and made a recommendation. Because if it's on my TBR, it usually means that somebody on Instagram recommended it. Yeah. And I just didn't want to forget. So I slapped it on my TBR and I will go back there occasionally and pick something out. But based on the cover, I, I put this one on there, but I was like, eh, I don't really know. It's not really my like, I don't know. Just based on the cover alone, I was like, this isn't really what I'm interested in. And which is so fucking judgy. Like what? Like I, I read literally like the most photoshopped <laughs> ridiculous covers frequently. <laughs> and like, you're telling me that the, and it's a pretty cover. It just didn't scream like romance to me. There's no people yeah. on the cover. There's, it's just like a picture of like the water, or like a dock or something. Like and I was like, or something, wasn't it? Or, I don't, I don't I even it was know. Raining. But I still love it. Yeah. Cause it's my TBR. Oh my God. You have to read it. Well, I listened to the sample for audio because I thought it would be a really good audio season series mm. to listen to. And I didn't like, when I listened to the sample, I wasn't in love with the narrator. It wasn't that I didn't, it was very apathetic. And I was like, oh, I'll get to it. Well, that's fair. I didn't think in I audio, you need yeah. to, Yeah. you you know, there, and when it's written, there's some things I can ignore. Like maybe it's not exactly, like I read a second person POV book. Yeah. And I was like, this is weird. I feel like I am like back reading fan fiction and like... Mm-hmm. 2008 um but with audio it's like you just you can't ignore a bad audio narrator no. like you, you you can't you need to be 100 percent on board or you are or you're just not going to enjoy the book like yeah. at all because no. it's just gonna be distracting the whole time so there's been some book club books that i the only way i could get through them was if i did audio and so then i like forced myself through it and my experience was so much different than everybody else's because I was like I think it was the narrator I don't think that it was the story I just didn't really like it at all um but yeah so I might just go read the books I had been in this year considering the fact that I read like 450 books last year um mostly um really smutty monster ones um this year has been really slow for me I don't know my brain just isn't (laughs) that's funny you thought you're on the same for me just like shuts it all down. Yeah. Um, so I've been getting back into like audiobooks, and then I was reading a lot of manga and manhwa online because I could like the the dialogue would be enough for me, and then I could be like happy with all the really smutty pictures. Um, and I just recently started reading. I've been reading a few books back to back. 
like physical ones. So I'm hoping that I can maybe, cause that one is on like my short list. So if I can keep the, the momentum going. I honestly I feel like there's, and I've seen this from a few different bookstagrammers that like last year they had like record numbers, myself included. I read like the most books I've ever read last year. This year I'm like, I think like 48% behind schedule of like my Goodreads oh. challenge that I actually lowered from last year because I was like, last year was too good. I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. there's no way I can beat that. And I'm still like, it's so weird. I think it's taking me longer to get through books than it usually does. And maybe mm-hmm. that's because I'm selecting books that have, like last year it was a lot of like super, super smutty, like plot light books just to like escapism through and through. And yep. this year I feel like I'm kind of gravitating towards books that require me to use a little bit more of like my, not my brain, because that sounds really rude to romance novels, but like, you know, some books I read to turn my brain off. And then some books I read because I want them, I want to be made to think. Well, you want a little bit, yeah, like a a world building that has a little bit of challenge that you're constantly kind of trying to like solve the mystery or figure out what's going on um, and like connect with multiple characters. And so the audiobooks that I have been listening to have been heavier on like the fantasy and sci-fi aspects. So they might have some like monster elements to them or they might have something like that. And they might have some smutty elements, but they are like this year, it's definitely been that. And then um, like I've just been reading the Denmei novels. So they're like the, they're Chinese, like Mandarin Hmm. MM novels that are translated. um, And they're all like fantasy and, but they're slow burns. Like they're killing me. Like they, they're supposed, Denmei is like the word, like the Denmei is meant is like basically gay erotic novels, but there's nothing erotic about these novels. And I don't need, like, as smutty as, like, we're talking about, like, I write my stories about, or I'll write my posts on, like, two penis monsters or, like, tentacles that get shoved in every orifice and stuff like that. But I don't need to have that in a book to enjoy it. I just think it's funny that you have an entire category of novels that are, like, categorized as, like, gay erotic novels, and yet they haven't even kissed <laughs> in volume three. And I'm like, I, that's like 900 pages. I've read 900 pages and they're still getting to know each other. And I'm like, I don't understand. You're like, this what is, is going torture on? for yeah. me. And that is how you ended up probably reading uh, Octopi My Heart. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you need I to need slip sex. in those like really, really um, quick and smutty. So that one was a good one. So I like back to the original thing is I really do enjoy the tentacle ones. I didn't think I was going to. Um, I really like those. Um, Maybe like the, I don't know. I don't think I like go after looking. I always enjoy finding out what it is. So if somebody else were to give me these posts, I'd be like, I want to read all of those. Like I want to read something that has like knots and like ridges and piercings and um, please tell me about its magical seed, like that can make them like have a, a healthy pregnancy <laughs> or survive a weird alien world. Um, but I find so many people don't even include it. Like it, it's a lot of digging. Like I hope people understand how much work both of us go into to be able to tell them whether or not somebody um, has buckets of cum <laughs> in this book or if there's like... Uh, the vibrating penis that you were talking about, um, because yeah, there's a lot of 
a lot of people don't it's not mentioned in synopsises people don't mention them in like the general comments and yet everybody seems to want to know so i don't know why we're like holding back on this information like this is that's not a spoiler like if authors think that they're spoiling by not telling no i don't need to be surprised i will pick up your book i will buy your book if i know that there are those extra things yeah that's why i was i'm like monster romance is an an opening for authors to do that like weird shit and like the best way you know because like when you're writing about two humans and people always ask like what's the appeal of monster romance like like, why do you like monster romance and it's just that like ability for an author to just go balls to the wall yep and they can do whatever they want and like we talked about we will say yeah that makes sense to me in this monster world that i've never heard of and doesn't actually exist it comes straight from your mind if they want to have uh, completely vibrating penises if they want to have these like 80 piercings that are required by their culture to get up like by, when they turn 21 I don't know like I'm like sure I believe it and that's the fun like I yeah. want and I have heard like there's been a few times I've read alien romances where I'm like this might as well be taking place on earth yeah I feel like the old aliens like before I had um before I got Kindle Unlimited I was using being in Canton now you guys can get Kobo as well Kobo Plus Mm. um but Kobo Plus was available to Canadians and a few other countries um for about two years before they finally came to the U.S. and I was reading a lot of like just like alien romances shortly before I started reading Ruby Dixon and um those aliens they all looked human like they They had nothing special about them they were very much like if anybody's reads old school romances there's like joanna Lindsay did that the warriors woman so she did these three like a trilogy the warriors woman was the first one and it basically was taking her historical novels of like her kind of like barbarian like fabio looking men and she just made a sci-fi world where this woman from an advanced planet was her planet was overrun by like another alien race so she was looking for people to come and like help save her and so her and her um her spaceship they who has like what is that called where they can they can talk and stuff the the computer is um is sentient um they go and find this planet that's like in the outer realms and it's just like a barbarian planet and they just look like fabios and so they it's like being able to go instead of doing a time travel you're going into the future with like time travel kind of like personalities and they just look very human and so the ones that i was reading that were written just recently they were all those things but then i got into ruby dixon and then i went over to kate uh, kindle unlimited and that's where all the indie authors were really Mm -hmm. leaning into like you know, I was first they would start I'd find like women, it's almost like if you're um the the characters would read when it's aliens, it went from they look like humans, but they're maybe they're just like perfect specimens. Mm-hmm. And then you get into uh, uh now they look like humans, but their skin is green. But everything else is the same. Um and then you get into like, okay, now they're blue and they also have the spur and they have a tail and they have horns and stuff like that. Um, so it was kind of like a progression. Of how and then you I get into like- shit like, and I, re- I always re- talk about this book as like maybe one of the most monstrous books I've read, but The Scorpion's Mate by Susan Trombley. Yes. Yeah. Because he's like, I mean, even in the warning for the book, she's basically like, he's a scorpion. <laughs> like if you don't like characters that are pretty inhuman, you should not read this book because he's he's basically a, a, a scorpion alien that they like made 
sentient. He's sentient. Like, he, yeah. he wasn't. Like, they didn't really do anything to his body. I they think, just, like, turned well, him Well, they into- did, right? Because didn't he have, like, some... Like, because I think he kind of moved around like a real scorpion before. Yeah. And then that's when they true. did it, they put like the, because the, the alien species is kind of like, looks kind of elfish. Yeah, they like, they like spliced him with their the DNA doctor's DNA or something. Yeah. yeah. So they did um, do something to his body, but he's still a scorpion. Yeah. He's a scorpion. And like his, talking about, he will be in my one that I'm still working on, which is my hidden um, peens. Uh, because his was behind but his was so crazy because you would have to like he had to rip off a piece of his body to get to it yeah like, it did not make that easy away. yeah which yeah if uh so carmen is currently working on a uh cock pocket yeah carousel which is uh a fun term i don't know who originally coined it i think i saw it on on reddit or somebody mentioned it but it's basically when any time in which like the uh, like lizards and a lot of animals, it's just like up inside their body until yeah. the time comes in which to use it, and then it like slides out. And so, so they don't uh, have that to wear is pants. Work. Yeah, you don't have to wear pants. Protects you. You can get kicked in the nuts, and it's not going to hurt. Yeah, it's honestly uh, the way that penises should be. Yeah, if uh, evolution. Well, other animals in the world uh, in the animal kingdom have that. Yeah, so you would think that guys would appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know why evolution decided to just put their weakest parts outside their body. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're she's really uh, Carmen's working on just something that's re- really advanced yeah. societally, advanced, yeah. evolutionarily advanced. It's really um, but I'm very weird. so she asked like right before that she was like, yeah, I might need help like coming. I'm like, oh my god, it's but like I I have a section for it on my Goodreads, Do but you? I'm so bad at tagging that it's an empty mm-hmm. shelf. Even though I know I have read at least four or five books with yep. it so i find I any of the ones like if they have like an exoskeleton you're very likely to have some sort of pocket um because they're walking around without pants yeah. um so they have to keep that hidden mer people mer people will and so any of the tentacle a lot of the tentacle ones not always though yeah usually some the of the tentacles, ones are tentacles, like a... they kind of like it's hidden yep. underneath the tentacle. or like uh and i think in stalked by the kraken by lillian lark he has one breeding tentacle so like they're all yeah. the tentacles and one is his breeding te- i don't know why i'm using my hands like they but, are tentacles like they, this one's his cock. i would i understood what you were talking about <laughs> my favorite tentacle one is earth fathers are weird and yes that's um, still on my tbr from the last one you've recommended it to me i know i was waiting because I, I don't think it was on i don't know if it is on ku it wasn't it's at the not time. it's on co so for everybody who is considering even taking like um because now pretty much every country I think can get Kobo Plus. If I'm pretty sure it's still on Kobo Plus, um, you can buy it. Like you can buy the ebook; it's not that expensive. Expensive on mm-hmm. Kindle, um, but it's on Kobo Plus. So if anybody was even just doing like a sample month to try out Kobo Plus, you can put that on your like bucket list to read. Because he's the most non-human I've ever read. Like if mm-hmm. we want to talk about like here's your basic monsters of like, what do you recommend for people who are just getting into it versus like, Hey, I've read Ruby Dixon and I've read Finley Finn and I really like monsters. Uh, Cause that's where I started too. And those are great. But can you get me something even crazier? Earth fathers are weird. Is a re- it's not a crazy plot line. Like it's a pretty, like it's not dark or anything, but he looks more like an octopus than he does like a human. And he never shifts into a human-like thing. He's always octopusy. Mm. That's um, another level of like monster. When yeah. you know you get the people we talked about, the, like the orcs, which are basically like green humans, although yeah. 
I don't know. In the books, they're described as a lot uglier than obviously the fan art makes them out to be. Because like in our minds, they're all gorgeous. And then you have the people who can shift into a monster, like Stalked by the Kraken by Lillian Lark, where like he he has a human form. I think it's like a glamoured form, though. It's not like, but then he can turn into this tentacle monster. And then you have the monsters who are monsters all the time. Yeah. But even then, because I was like starting to make a post that this is one of my other, I have about 20 half made posts in Canva. I have this other one that I was going to make like, um, what is that called? Uh, Like a gauge, like your like level of monster um, spectrum. And so like you said, you have like, you're starting off and every, a lot of people who have read like paranormal, they've read your, your demons, you've read your um, vampires and you read your like shifters, but those original ones are always humans when they're having sex, right? Like, so they Mm -hmm. have a monster side. You might even fall in love and get to know that monster side. But by the time they have sex, they're always human. And then you get into, um, I'm now going to get into something like, the orcs that are like, they're just a bigger version of human that has tusks and might mm-hmm. be a little less attractive and, you know, size difference and that kind of stuff. And then you get into those ones where now you're shifters and they're probably going to interact like um, Lillian Lark, where they interact the majority of the time with you as a human, but there is going to be at least one scene where monstrous parts come out to play, right? Like you're going to, just start I'm like seeing, writing so. this whole scale down as we talk. I'm like, yes, yeah, as yes, we're like, this yes, all makes yes. sense. I'm like, yes. And then you get into like, when we talk about like morning glory milking farm kind of meat where they still have like their heads might be a monster. So like they have like the head of a bull or something, but they still have a human torso or torso is like, even if he's furry, he still has like there's the enough humans in him to like, yes. or like not human but there's enough that we recognize yeah like they have two arms it not so two weird. legs they're gonna have like you have an abs to cuddle um like the the peen is where you're expecting it to be so yes they might have a head of like a and then you could and then um or you might have something like it's a merman where he has a tail or he's like so like the top uh, half is human and the yes. bottom half is monster but you still have that torso to kind of hug. Like apparently yeah. that's important. Yeah, uh, it's to... the torso that makes the, the hero, I guess. <laughs> if he can hug you and cuddle at night. Um, and then you get into like the really extremes, right? We are getting into the, so you have the, the six armed werewolf who never shifts and has two peens. Um, or you have Rick from uh, Earth Fathers Are Weird, where he is like this multi he's asymmetrical he's he can't speak english he's this sounds wild (laughs) he it's it's such a good story everybody you guys it starts off like i just love it some people are like it's okay but i have reread it he is this the guy is um in the air force and they have an alien invasion and so that he's in a fighter pilot pilot trying to like protect earth and his pilot his ship is about to explode and he gets kind of like saved by the alien ship this one ship because they're having like a chase in the sky and he wakes up on this other planet and there's all these different aliens there and he needs to get home and they're like well you're gonna have to have money like we saved you like too bad for you and they can barely communicate because english is they considered earth kind of like an out planet that doesn't um didn't need a translator Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, you'll have to get money like to save up to like get home. 
And he's like, okay, well, what kind of jobs are there? And so he could be a translator, but it would take him like 10,000 years to make enough money to get back. Or, and this is where the translator screws up, he can be what he thinks is a nanny for this guy's kids. He's like, I can do that. And then he just needs to do it for like two years and he can get home. He's like, I'll do that. And he shows up and the guy is this um, Rick, who he's he's called Rick because he thinks he makes like farting sounds like Rick and Morty. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's weird. And he's like, comes oh and he's like applying to be like the nanny. He's like, why can't I meet your kids? And he wasn't supposed to be a nanny. He needs to be a surrogate. Um, and he finds out the wrong way. But he's so funny. And anybody who's like an elder millennial will enjoy it because the author oh has a, does a lot of like references to like Buffy and like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and stuff like that. So this sounds, really this actually uh, is making me think that like, it is kind of hard to recommend monster romances sometime because you have so many like sections that you have to, I guess not sections, but like questions to ask the person who's Ugh, I have wants like a, the wreck. I don't even think you can say 20 questions when people will come yeah. and talk to me. I'm like, I need to know like the level that you're willing to mm-hmm. like Dave and Dave, like if you've never done anything at all, like what would scare you off? Like I'll, so I usually do the same as you. Like I'll start off with, even if you want to like, t- the tentacles you're going to get like Lillian Lurks stalked by the Kraken if you're going to, or maybe like Morning Glory Milking Farm or um Ruby Dixon Finley Fenn like those ones are kind of like yours and then once they're like yeah I read that I want more like this is the part I like then you can get into the giving them the Tiffany uh Roberts uh ensnared with like the spider aliens oh I haven't read that one yet yeah. um I want to though it's on my TBR I just it's definitely difficult to go to spiders. And I've read like Sam that's one of those ones that is... spider, but it's still tough. This one is like their full, because like he's full exoskeleton. It's one of my favorites. It has more, it's definitely more on like the sci-fi world building. I find like mm-hmm. it's a trilogy. So the first book is very, the two of them getting to know each other, kind of like in an isolated uh, world that's completely different. And it's a romance between the two of them. And then the second book they discover some more people. And so it's like building their own family. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're getting a little bit more development. And then the third book is having to find like a new home where this whole family is going to like live. And like their relationship is slowly building um, as well. It's definitely a treat because there aren't that many books that it's the same, especially in the monster world, but where it's the same characters for three books. No, that just doesn't, or even more books that just does, one you don't really see that that much in general because it's a risk for for the authors yeah. to write. You know, if somebody doesn't like the first, well, then they're not. Usually, it's like if someone doesn't like your book, it's fine. Maybe they'll like one of your other books, or maybe not. But if you're writing a series, it's like, well, if they didn't like the first one, then you have even less people reading the second, and then you know you're going to lose people after the second. So then there's even less people reading the third. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, they are. I, I think they're coming out with a spin-off. Like one of the other characters is getting their own story this year. I know it's incredibly popular, so I definitely know yeah. that they did yeah. a great job. That's why yeah. I, it's on my TBR, and I really want to read it. And I've enjoyed other books by them. But well, you're lucky because all three of them are now out, so you don't have to be on the cliffhanger that mm-hmm. I thought all three wrote when I read book two, and it no. ended on like a major cliffhanger with like people's lives and um, like what just happened. And I had like. It wasn't too long because I discovered it just before it was coming out, but I had like about a month or so I had to wait. And I was like, <laughs> um, but those would be like your extreme ones, right? Like even. Yeah. Although for some people, 
any mention of a spider immediately shucks it to the extreme yeah. side. Like, I know people who are like, I, they'll tell me, they'll be like, I can do all monsters. I cannot do spiders. Spiders and I, so any of the exoskeleton ones. So even, um, what is the author? Is it M- Amy Milan? Is that the, that does, um, what is it called? This is where it comes to Carmen having to remember people's. He doesn't have two. He has, I think he has, I have it in my roundup for uh, their good seed. One that was one of, <laughs> it was uh, contaminated. And then oh, there is. Amanda um, Milo. Mm-hmm, Amanda Milo. That's the one I was. I Amanda heard Milo that is has, incredibly sweet. Yes. And I have, it's, it was the first, when I got KU like five, six months ago, it was the first book I put on my KU. Like mm-hmm. I downloaded onto my Kindle and I have not read it yet. And so, it's just been sitting on there. I refuse to return it because I want to read it. I have heard it is so adorable and hilarious because he's like a germaphobe yes. exoskeleton alien. And so, but I just haven't found an opportunity where like it, it was calling to me at that moment. Or I did another post on it because it's not just, oh, I know where it was. It was in my disability. I did a whole Monsters for Disability rep, which it's Disability Pride Month uh, this month. If people want monster um, ones, I did that a long time. So Contagion is the one that you're thinking of. Yes, Contagion, Contagion is the first one. And they're actually, I didn't read Contaminated because it doesn't, the way Kate, because she had written Contaminated as part of like an anthology of other authors had written these like retellings of like Roman um, fairy tales. Um, but the guy, Simi, who's the alien, um he was the side character in contaminate and so his friend is the same as him they look they're like inspired after is it supposed to be alien like the movie alien one of those like alien looking he's like full-on exoskeleton but he's so contagion is one of those ones that's totally worth picking up because he gets kidnapped along with a um by humans but she's also in captivity too and um, so he, it's all from his POV and he's talking about like these weird aliens that are humans and mm-hmm. he's neurodivergent because he has OCD, has major anxiety, huge germaphobe, but it's like really sweet and um, stuff because Aurora, who's the human who kind of like is taking him through like getting out of the forest and trying to like to find the way home and stuff. And he's mm-hmm. like freaking out when he sees a squirrel and like, you can't like, <laughs> yeah, I mean stuff. the cover is adorable, or at least the cover it's that so I have, cute. I don't know. It's yeah, like, he's like scared on her back. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, that's what that's like another thing, though, when you're recommending romance or monster romances, cause it's like there's all there's all the genres you can think of. Mm-hmm. There are like subject it like pairs with monster. So yep. there's like sweet monster romance. There's dark monster romance. There's like historical monster romance, like yep. A Lady of Rooksgrave Manor by Catherine Moon. And uh, I consider Finley Fenn's Orcsworn series to be okay. like historical in nature as well. There's lords and ladies and all this stuff. And it's just like. I'm like, okay, well, I need more. I'm like, well, what subgenres? Like, what when someone's like, what's a monster romance I can read for the like for my very first one? I'm like, well, what genres do you read right now? Yeah, because because you I can, can go into like that. a contemporary one, and if you want to have like, if you want something that's like just like your monster next door, you can yeah. probably find one. But oh if yeah, normally literally reads, there is a oh, literally I, guess, I think there's an alien <laughs> one. I think there's an alien one I read called the Alien Next Door. <laughs> But then you have other ones too that are like when we talk about like softer ones. You have like Elsie Winters who writes. Oh, um, I love Elsie Winters. Yeah, like so if you read like Green Eyed Monster, which is another orc one, but it's oh, so I love it so soft. much. 
And it's like, it's such a nice, sweet, like they're at college and he's just like this sweet little cinnamon roll. And she's um, also a monster. Yeah. And she's a monster too, because we're getting more into that, like, uh, fantasy world more than, cause that would be the same thing I just recently listened to. And it's totally worth listening to as an audiobook because the author is actually an audio narrator. Oh, and that's that cool. is, um, the, what is it called? Um, is it lattes and oh legends and lattes legends and lattes that's the one so the author is actually a narr- he narrates the novel himself that's interesting um, and- because it's a, a female female yeah. romance yes and he's is. narrating both female characters then yeah very he's, interesting he's a professional narrator yeah that sounds and it's really well done it's very and i was like what does cozy mean i don't know like because people are like oh these are cozy and i'm like what is what does that mean and it was exactly what they mean it like you could like feel like you were reading this in front of a fire it's yeah i will say i did hear that i haven't read it yet i started reading it but it was already lighter on the romance than i wanted i did hear it is not actually it definitely is more of a fantasy novel Mm -hmm. with romantic yeah plot line than it is a romance in a fantasy world so 100%. for anybody who does want to pick it up but it's an orc uh bark and they're like this yeah yeah, and, yeah. so she and it, doesn't the cover want... is so cute they had it at the my, i'm in a small town in michigan right now yeah for uh my vacation and they had it on the table of this small tiny oh, wow. independent bookstore <laughs> Legends and Lattes. i was like how did like, I, I, I wonder, I, I'm not really up on this. I believe it was Indie Pub to start, but I wonder if it was then picked up by a publisher um, yeah. to put in stores. Or this, like, the author is just really good at getting his books in small stores around uh, Michigan. I'm not sure. But it'd be funny it's if you like, local I'm, to I listen to it on audio from my Libby. So my library knows about it. So it must yeah. be. Because it did, like, blow up pretty big. Because it's 100% like you said, it's, it's her, the orcs perspective. It's more about her saying like, Hey, I don't want to be like this violent war minded Mm -hmm. person anymore. I want to own a coffee shop and a coffee shop is not like a popular thing in the town that she decides to settle down in. Um, And so it's like her finding like a found family and stuff like that. And there are some like struggles like there's some bad guys who come in and issues that happen but it's not like you're not going on like this major quest so it's like a cozy fantasy not necessarily a cozy romance um but there's this like really soft side plot of the romance between her and her employee who's an incubus and it's sweet but it's not it's like um no spice sweet like they i think they kiss at the end um like that's the that's the level so if you're like what type of commitment am I giving? But I really enjoyed it as an audiobook. I don't know. I think because it was cozy, I probably wouldn't have been one that I would have stuck around because my brain wants all the stimulus um, when I'm reading books. Um, like with my eyeballs, my eyeballs want to be, they want the smut and everything. <laughs> so oh, that is a, uh, that is another section that I've been reading a lot of is like this cozy mm-hmm. monster vibe. And I, I'm not using it entirely right. I don't know. And to me, like, cozy like- is kind of, like, sweet, but also, like, cozy has, like, kind of, like, a, a f- I don't know, like, a mystery. Because, like, cozy mysteries is a thing. So when I, yeah. whenever I recommend, like, Lillian Lark's uh, Stalked by the Kraken, mentioning it for the third time today, um, I am always, like, 
it has cozy mystery vibes, like in a sense, because it, it just did. Like that was like the first thing that came to my head was like cozy mystery. I think it's then, it has to do yeah. with like the pacing of the story where even when bad stuff happens, like even when like the villains get introduced into the page, it's not like overwhelming. Like you feel like and you have this ambiance of just like warmness. Yeah. Um, and like there's which not- is probably the bathhouse. Yeah, the bathhouse can <laughs> definitely helps. But like, but it's hard to like even look at like, and then you have authors who are really creative in the way they put like Lillian Maine. I or Lily Maine. I haven't been able to think of an author who writes exactly her style of monsters. No. That's so funny you- because someone else literally, I was on Reddit, recommended Soul Eater, and or somebody was like, "Hey, I want a book like Soul Eater," and other people were like, "You know, I have never read." anything no. quite like soul i have been working on because i'm a perfectionist i've and so i haven't like just thrown it together i have a post that i've been working on for i think since seraph came out that it was going to each post each like carousel is like if you let if you want something that's like soul eater try these um because it's impossible i cannot think of a single series that has all the same elements that Mm -hmm. she incorporates into her stories but what i can do is i can say like if you like soul eater because you want a grumpy sunshine here try this novel Mm -hmm. if you want one where they turn into like mist or something like that i can give you some monsters that are like that there you go have kind of like the the month like that element but i won't be able to give you the or if you want dystopian here's dystopians but i can't give you the same world and yeah. i think that speaks a lot about certain authors where you can be like yeah i can count like if you like this trope but i can't give you that series and i tell people even people who have never really read a lot of gay romances or they've shied away and they just prefer to have like the more like a man and a woman romances and they didn't want to really get into like they're not sure where to start or something i'm like it doesn't i will recommend to every single person to read lily main i just yeah. and i her, think i do recommend to everybody yeah, i'm like if you want to call yourself a monster reader you have to read that series it yeah, is, have, have you read um fairies and greed yet nope i just because I of my it a couple weeks ago it's only because i've all of my other friends have read it and have told me all the different things about it. So I'm very familiar about what's going on, but it's just, I haven't been reading. So it's in my like, I, yeah, I don't know that I would recommend somebody pick it up to break a slump. Um, it is slower. It's it's long too, right? It's It's, very, it's long. Yeah. I think it's about pages. Um, the world is really cool. Oh yeah. I mean, so I read it because I was, I, it took me a little bit. I was reading it in between reading other things and I was reading Mm -hmm. an arc, but it was just like, it was one of those books where it was perfect because I could put it down because it wasn't just like angst constantly where you're like, you're like, I have to keep reading it, but not, not un or I guess not put downable in a bad way either where it's like, eh, I could take it or leave it. It -hmm. was just like a peaceful, calm, like happy monster read with like very low angst. Like, there's descriptions of them, like, watching TV, hanging out on the couch. Like, there's a lot of detail, which is funny because, like, when you look at Soul Eater, it is – I think Soul Eater could have been, like, twice as fucking long as it was. Yeah, it's her, Soul Eater's her pretty shortest short. books. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, it was almost novella length. I think it's, like, 330 pages or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost into a novella. But it was uh, – it's still, like, great. Um, but, yeah, it was very different. But, yeah, I have not, not – I mean, I have to read her – um her folk series i've been waiting because i was 
I I might just cave and just read them because I don't. I've heard it's just emotional torture, though. I heard that the second book book was really, but the second one isn't as bad. So I I keep thinking I should just suck it up and just read. But it's just the first book ends on a cliffhanger, and it's like I know. I love uh, everything she's. I have everything I've ever written from, like Moth and Charlie, which is. I book. just finished rereading Moth like two days ago. I don't reread books as much as you do. Um, That's why I my Goodreads ever... is challenge is going nowhere. Yeah, because I don't. Re-read. I don't count rereads. So I count because I, re- I don't reread as much as you. I count them if I read from start to finish. That's the issue. Um, I almost never read, even with Moth. I didn't read start to finish. I kind of flipped around to the parts I really, really liked and like, you know, skipped over some of the parts that were just building up to plots in other books. Cause I'm like, well, I already read that book. So I know that this is going to happen. Um, I think I reread. So I usually, what I'll do is like after about a year, uh, if I love a book, I'll be like, Oh, I could pick that book up again. Moth. I read last spring when it came out and within the 12 months, I had already re- reread from start to finish three times. Um, I just, they are my absolute favorite characters in Monster, in just characters in romance. I love the pairing of them. I've also reread Soul Eater twice or three times. I think it was like the second because they're just, Win and Danny are great. The only um, one I, w- I haven't reread as much as the others is Gloam, yeah. which is book three. And that is because he has goat eyes and they freak me out even in the book. <laughs> And I know you don't even see his eyes. So like for anybody who, uh, so Gloam is kind of loosely based on Pyramid Head from the Silent Hill games, um, which if you, and the movies, if you watch the movies, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Uh, but yeah, and once they take off his thing, he has like goat, goat eyes. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I can't. It's Seraph is a uh, book six. Sarah, for those who are wondering, is one of the books that uh, a lot of people who love Lily Maine and love the series couldn't read because he has like yeah. 14 eyes or something. And they're shit. all oddly asymmetrically yeah. positioned all over his face. Yeah. And they it's don't blink right at the same time. They yeah. blink all at different times. And it's like, so I know some people really who are like, tall. I love Lily Maine and I can't read. When well, we were talking about the spectrum of monsters, Sarah is very is, monstrous. He sits with um, Rick from uh, Earth Fathers Are Weird as well as the other ones are those skull face ones. So we mentioned, you mentioned earlier, um, Opal Reigns. Yeah. Ones. Uh, Dust, um, Dust Walker series. Yes. Right. They're, re- those are high angst. Um, so for me, love it to bits. If you can make me cry and I'm like, oh my God, I know this is a romance novel, but it's so sad and I just want them to be happy. Um, it's going to shoot to the top for me. Some people don't like that. No, that's um, fair. But One of the things so I I say the monster I have the hardest time with is wolves that don't shift like muscles and monsters mm. and red by S J Sanders which I enjoyed both books but in terms of finding a monster hero like wanting him like going I out can, of your way to be like give me more of this yeah I would not yeah. seek out creatures with a snout I'm just not sure how making out works I know because even with when they describe like um because like the dusk walkers they have like skull faces and they're so the first one has a wolf is he a wolf or is he coyote i can't remember but he has a canine face and they're just like talking about how she would like kiss the it's just it's a weird 
but it says just as weird as reading like ensnared with the um, the spider because he has like the mandibles that open up and so like when they're kissing he has no lips um so having to try to picture that but that gets into also the conversation too about like when you read because you've read centaur ones too like you have like where if they're half human ish like where they're when they're having like where is their genitals located yeah well in the centaur ones i've read by lv lane they they're definitely located where a horse's would be yeah and but they they do get like it's they don't just try to pass it off as like we make it work like no they have like a whole stirrup situation they gotta get into that was one of those ones when we talked about things getting thrown off i'd read a novella um where it was the same it was where the horses would have it but and so the first time they had it, she was kind of like leaning over because they were out in like the forest because he had rescued her or something. And so she's like leaning over a boulder and he's kind of like mounts her or whatever. And like that makes sense. Like yeah. you can understand. But then later they were in like this like tent and they're like cuddling. And at some point they're still kissing and he's still, I don't know what kind of yoga pose he would have to be in. For him to be able to be penetrating her at the same time as like cuddling and kissing her. Like, is he like a miniature My Little Pony centaur? Like he's, she was riding on his back earlier as a, like, it didn't make any sense to me. I was like, I cannot. And that happens like, that's hard enough to sometimes get right in human, human romances. Like Like you'll be like, tall guys and the really short Yeah. You're like, I don't think this position could work. But then when, yeah, when you take into account, like now he's like, his body's like, eight feet long and he's a horse you have to be like all right i'm gonna need you as an author to like get a barbie doll situation like act it out or something because i need you to like actually put thought into how i need they can't kiss at the same time like that's not possible (laughs) you must be kissing his belly button like that's where like she's under his horse body like it's not possible it's not possible so just authors need to put a little bit it is hard you know it's i think writing monster is easy in in a way not easy but easier in a way than contemporary human just in the sense that you can can be like Yeah, if you're like, I want this to happen, so I'm just going to change the rules. But once you set a rule in the story, you have to then stick to it because we're still living in this world where we have the same physics, right? Like we still have, and we have the same kind of like rules for measurement and weight and stuff. Yeah. So So it's harder because you have to like actually think about how these two very different creatures could could come together. You have to think about how am I going to make it romantic if like he doesn't have lips if he's romantic and skull sexy. for a face how am i going to make a romance where like they don't kiss when kissing is usually a huge part of yeah. an, or, like, a lot of those ones that don't have like the skeleton ones where they don't have the lips they still have some really nice um interesting tongues Perfect. so that's they, all we they need. Can still that's all we need um but yeah we it's, can't kiss but we can do other things but the spiders usually those ones like Tiffany Roberts, their spiders, I always picture it more of like, it's not like a centaur. It's like the rest of it is more like a big giant butt. Yeah. Like, I think so that's kind of in more- the Maybon Feast by CM Nascosta. I think it's like that. But he does, there's a little bit of like bondage aspect. I mean, if you're going to write mm-hmm. a spider romance and you are there not going bondage. to toss bondage, yeah. like you gotta. Like, there's Even ensnared is like, ensnared the bondage is 
He also, like, later goes and makes her a dress, too. Okay. He's just, it's super sweet. Well, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, all lacy and pretty. Use your webs. Like, you know, get creative. Yeah, you can't. Don't talk. give me a monster and then not make him monstrous in some way. In some yeah. way, shape, or form. Like, he's got to have something that sets him apart from just, like, a run-of-the-mill human. You know? And uh-huh. it's not just like, oh, he's furry and has a snout. No, he needs like something more, like a knot, you know, toss something yeah. in there. Um, I, I told Carmen this was going to be like 45 minutes to an hour. And it never is. It never is. I'm a, I'm a damn liar. Um, but before we wrap up for the day, Carmen, can you share some of your favorite monstrous reads? So it can be anything. It can be beginner reads. It can be intermediate reads. It can be the most like ridiculous off the wall books you've read that anything you put onto their, their yeah TBRs. what are some things you've enjoyed or some things that you a lot of people have recommended to you for your carousels you know well like i said um i would in my beginner recommendations i am a big finley finn and i also like ruby dixon lillian lark for people who are starting off and then um lily main's monstrous series is hands down my favorite series specifically moth and charlie oh you know when we were talking about that before i was gonna say there is not another monster book that i often recommend hand in hand with that with soul eater but i weirdly do recommend the necessary evil series by only james a lot right i I read them back to back weird kind of kind of and they aren't at all the same no it's the vibes they're so like necessary evils is not I've recommended this a lot on the podcast. It is not monster. It is psychopathic billionaires, serial killers, uh, killing bad guys. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, kind of Dexter. But for some reason, the first book, Unhinged, and Soul Eater have so much in common in a sense. And then also nothing at all in common. I think the big thing that Lily Main does with her monsters is her monsters, especially when you start with like um, with Wynn. He's a, like, I'll burn the world down. I hate humans. I can kill anything. The humans think he is the worst thing ever, right? So he's basically looks like a sociopath. Um, And yet when he imprints onto his little human, he would never, even the darkness, because I I feel like Soul Eater is, like, the darkest out of all of them, like, for the way, like, Danny gets in trouble and stuff for a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that there isn't some dark stuff with, like, Lilac and Seraph and, like, there's some other... There are some other things, but Wynn has no interest in ever hurting Danny. Yeah. Like he's imprint. And I think that that's part of that vibe too. Cause you've got yeah. this uh, psychos in necessary evil. Adam who- completely imprints on Noah and they're all, they're totally human, but you are right. It is that like he sees Noah and he goes, that's mine yeah. forever until I die. Even though he has, doesn't love people, doesn't give a shit about other people. Yeah. But he sees no one. He's like, I'm going to keep it. And I think that, that if you like that vibe mm-hmm. and like even like you're make that like, make that carousel, make an imprint carousel. <gasps> yes. Like, Where it's just like, they're like, they're my thing. I yeah. don't even care if I know what love is. They're my yeah. thing. And I personally and that's why I love Necessary Evil series is this idea of really exploring what like love is. And you can see that with some of the romance ones, because some of those monsters mm-hmm. Uh, or not romance ones, like the monster ones, they don't have the language for love. Like they've never said love before or something, but they're their person, right? Mm -hmm. And as far as they're concerned, they will live and die for that person. They'll do everything that we would describe as love, but they just don't necessarily have like the empathetic 
means yeah. to like communicate. And it's like, well, what do we really want? And if we, if we don't have the benefit, if I can't read my husband's mind, do I, mm. how do I know he's not a psychopath? Like he's just saying all the right things. He's telling you what I want to hear. So like, that's where that romance comes into play. And it's like, <laughs> I just love it. Well, not sorry. I think my husband's a psychopath. I was like, yeah, end off this Definitely not, but he might be. Um, but sorry <laughs> for interrupting. Know. So we're still in beginner. So, so leader, you're still a beginner. Um, what would you recommend to somebody kind of in the you immediate level? Soul, you think soul leader would be a beginner? I think, I think so. He's very human-y. It's hard because in terms of like the actual, it's pretty like the relationship is low, lower angst. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely hard to put monster on specific levels, but I kind of, rec- I've recommended it often. As a I think for um, the way they get together, it's not dark and stuff, so that it goes into that, and it's an easy one to start into. Um, but he is very eldritch horror type of, um, like if we're getting into his abilities, because he can be like that smoky, and he has like the really deep voice, and so he kind of gets into that category. But yes, yeah. you're right. Like I would, I would tell somebody to start with that if they've never read a monster before. Yeah, I would feel comfortable if yeah. they told me, "Hey, I don't mind some darker things." Because for those who are considering it, there is an on-page torture scene that does not involve the two, the two main characters, but there is an on-page torture scene. Yeah, there are some trigger um, warnings in that. So one. yeah, it's definitely a. It has some darker themes in it. Um, but what would you recommend for intermediate then for like, I mean, if, if that's the bridge between maybe beginner and intermediate, where would intermediate fall for you? I find like I'd go right into like the deep end. And I, I think that sometimes, I don't know, because then sometimes people would also think that, um, because like Finley Fens, the amount of like, it's almost gets the monster itself is in is beginner but her, the amount of um, fluids and the like sex in front of people. Um, yeah, the kink takes it into the mm-hmm. inner. Again, it all depends on where the person was starting, yeah. where they're starting from, what they currently read before switching into monster. But I yes. just find like if, you, if you're okay with uh, Stop by the Kraken's um, sex in front of people, then you move into Finley Fens yeah. in front of people versus like my more like high, like you like monsters and whereas like the soul to keep by Opal Rain, those ones you're getting into a monster who looks like a monster, never shifts into a human. In fact, gets into an even more monstrous, monstrous kind of um, body has like the blooming cock pocket type of like those type of things that are happening um, down there. Um, so I like those ones. I read one called Lightbearer. And he's a guy whose sister had ma- got like captured by a demon um, or something. So he ends up going and uh, trading places with his sister. And he makes a deal with the demon to um, be the demon's like, uh, like emprig. So he's going to have to like carry the demon's like warriors, like all of his like soldiers into earth. Um, oh brilliant yeah it's perfect um it's elsie davis elsie davis he writes like completely bonkers stuff um but it is there is like a it's high angst at the end but i didn't see it coming so one of my friends who i talked to on a regular basis we started talking over that one because i had recommended it and i didn't give the warning that there was like the high angst third act and she was like how dare you and i was like i didn't know that that was a problem so if people don't like the, the potential of crying at a uh, like surprise third act, like, ah, um, it's really good. But I would then get into, we there's not a lot. We were talking about manhwa and manga. 
there's a, a manhwa is completely finished. Manhwa is Korean. And so you can get it online. It is not printed yet. I wish they would do an English translation in print because it's like amazing. But there's a completely uncensored, which is not normal. There's an uncensored version on quite a few of the like ones that you can pay for, like Tapas or Tappy Tune or Lee's Hand. Um, and it's called Dear Door. And he's a demon who uses, um, they have demons can come to earth, but they need a human to like get a portal through back to hell. Um, and to open that portal, the human has to be, like be pleasured. Oh, um, wonderful. Oh, so it is oh. full on crazy. If you like demons and angels kind of storyline, but like get more into the bonkers of like monster, uh, Deer Door is like, and it has like emotional, it's very similar to like Light Bearer where we're getting into like the crazy, um, but in Light Bear, his he has an interest. He has a long tongue, and he has a an interesting peen. <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Perfect. So, who doesn't love that? I, uh, what would you recommend to somebody who is a seasoned monster romance reader, or somebody who literally wants to go from zero to a hundred? Wants like to read the most ridiculous. They just want to push themselves. Yeah, that's that would I would say that Earth Fathers. If you haven't read that one, to see like a one that will never be a human um ensnared which by tiffany roberts to like really push yourself for those there's some nice ones for nate we didn't even get into that like the snakes like so when you were saying about oh, the yeah. spiders versus snakes snakes are the other ones where people were like nope I'm yeah out. like uh naomi lucas's naga yes. bride series yeah that one i've read all of them it's very it's like alien snakes too so it's like yeah. takes a, i've never read a non-alien snake i guess where like the snake lives like yeah, I have I in my Tales one, I think it was in the Tales ones that I have. I guess no, I married a There's I married a Naga, but that's by Regine Abel, but that is still an alien. Uh Which romance. ones I did it? I where did I post it? I thought it was in Oh no, it's in my double. In my two heads are better than one post. Um so if you are looking for like two heads are better than one, a safe bet is usually dragons or snakes because in real life lizards can have so authors will use that as that's their special thing, right? Um, so A Tree of Dreams is one of the ones that I own but have not finished. And it's a Naga romance and it's on Earth where he like is in like a, a river snake. Um, and then, but yeah, so like those are some people to me, I don't think they're as monstrous, but some people those are like their like no-go. Yeah, for some people, like for me, the, the monster, like the ones that I have on the, wait until you are a more seasoned reader list mm -hmm. it's weird it's more like the themes as opposed to the i don't know like not not the monster themselves but the themes in the book yeah so like it's death's bloom by lily main mm -hmm. which i think is just a very dark book and also the the demon so it's an mmm kind of it's like mm demon um like the demon doesn't actually have a corporal body corporeal mm -hmm. body he's just lives like he can possess the other human but he doesn't have his own so it's that's like on and it's a really dark it's a bluebeard retelling and so that one i kind of put towards like i wouldn't recommend this unless i thought you were really going to like it because it was very very dark and then i also had um i had seraph on that list by lily Maine as well because the, it's just again it's not that like fucked up of a book i mean it is like who how seraph is who he is is fucked up and stuff but mm -hmm. you know it's 
it's not the most like crazy monster book I've ever read, but the um the fact that he has like fourteen eyes just like kind of pushes it into the it's too much for some people. Yeah, like it's just too much. And then I had Carnal Cryptids is like one I might recommend. Mm. Intermediate-ish by Vera Valentine. Um, just because it is an MMMF, it does get dark a little bit because they have to like feed on her fear and it takes them yeah. a while to realize like they can feed on other aspects. And so there is like, it's not necessarily dubious. Oh, no one touches her without her consent, but obviously it is. There's some like dubious consent aspects to it so i tend to recommend that one a little you know a little bit later down down the road of someone's monster career but um i have some great recommendations and i've written down uh some of carmen's and carmen can also let me some shoot me an email with all the books she recommends even when she didn't mention here and we can add them into yeah because i'm just remembering other ones i'm like oh unfaded mates did i did i talk to you about that one before i don't think so that one's a shifter one it's called unfaded mates it's mostly like a normal traditional shifter but it's like you have to be an experienced monster one because they have to have sex at one point where he's not like a monster wolf he's just like a wolf like a dog wolf and he was faded so he can't have like he can't get it up with her but he loves her and he found the only way was if he was like in his wolf and she's like no freaking way am i having sex with a dog like get away from me what the and they, i know but it's really good but you have oh. to be like in that extreme but the author is really good like i find this is what's really good when you want to read certain authors is you need to read their author's notes not just trigger warnings but author's notes ahead of time and the author is like hey this is not going to be for everybody but just so you know he is a completely sentient wolf like this isn't your it's not bestiality in the sense that you're just like going up to like he is himself and she makes it very obvious in the book that he hasn't changed at all but it's definitely not for the faint of hearts um and that's by lexi telenesis but it's called unfaded mates and so it's not everybody would like oh and then there was prisoner that one was crazy um amelita ray writes it's a super short novella and it's this little human who's like this this monster is in like a it's kind of like a historical one and he's like kept almost like you know gladiators like their coliseum and so he's in like a pit and he gets let out to go and like eat humans and stuff in the coliseum and he's sitting in this pit and he's bored and all of a sudden he sees this light and this like thing comes um falling down from the sky like to his food and normally things just like splat on the ground but he's kind of bored so he puts it and he's really dumb and he puts his hand out and he catches it and it's a human but the human fits in like his palm of his hand and so like there gets into this whole like he starts like not really knowing what this human is and he like cleans it up with his tongue and then he so there's like major size difference um but you just have to like yeah that size it. difference to the extreme you yeah and i know that's uh i know it's gonna be like giantess is like the fetish but i don't know what it is when that's usually when she's enormous um, there is that one has like things get fixed like you they, there's more reasons for so why make he, it work. Is what he is <laughs> but uh yeah there those are the ones that i would talk to people who are like i know that their boundaries um don't exist <laughs> right like Perfect. oh you're okay if there's like a real dog here try this one <laughs> well yeah. This seems like a great place to end for the for the day. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Again, for those who are interested in checking out all of Carmen's amazing like carousels she's created and themed posts and all this, like there's more than just monster. There's so like, you know, so many amazing ones on there. I'm really in awe of like the way that 
the time spent on them because I've tried to do them and I'm like, I do not, I cannot, I can, I don't have the patience for this. I don't have the canvas skills for this, but her stuff's great. You can follow her at Carmen with a C. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's many Carmen's with a K, but Carmen reads romance. Um, you can also follow up the smut pod. We will tag her in uh, this episode's post as well. So if you need help kind of tracking her down and yeah, thank you so much for coming on here and being willing and open to discuss all things monster. I'm sure we can have you back another day to discuss even further, maybe, maybe get into some of the really specific posts yeah. that you have done. It's super niched. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, everybody, uh, do not be ashamed to read monster romance. There is nothing to be ashamed about. It is amazing. It is fun. It is freeing. And if you need a wreck, you're welcome to hop into my DMs or Carmen's DMs and give us your, you know, be prepared to answer 20 questions, but we can get you the perfect wreck. All right. So stay study, stay smutty and read whatever the fuck you want.